This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Dips inside and hits. Oh, what a, what a goal! Right, that is from Ross Wallace. Chris Waddle, is he going to have a crack? Oh, he does, he scores! Anything Paul Gascoigne can do, Chris Waddle can do. One by Stephen Fletcher back towards Adam Rich! listening to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Hello and welcome to the debate show. This is the weekly show devoted to Sheffield Wednesday where we give you the chance to have your say and for us to listen to your opinion on your club. Uh, if you're listening to the recording of this in the podcast form and you're wondering how you can get involved, just follow us on Twitter. It's at WTIDpod and you'll see when we go live every single Wednesday evening at 8 o'clock. Uh, obviously more and more people joining us each and every week, which is great to see all the new faces as well. Uh, if you want to have your say, then press the microphone icon on the bottom left and request to talk. Uh, it really is that simple. It's going to be a busy one tonight, so I won't accept you all at once, so please do be patient. Uh, I'll also remove people too, but nothing personal, just request to talk again if you have something else to say. Uh, you can also tweet us as well, and we'll, I'll read some of the tweets out as we do, do, uh, do go along. This week I've got a new co-host, uh, Liam's sold me out for some sort of family birthday do, but don't worry, I've got a perfect replacement. I'm joined by uh, Jem White. Jem, how are you, all right? Yeah, I'm very good. Thanks for that little intro. How are you? <laughs> I'm fine, thank you. Uh, um, obviously, we'll come to um, to everyone else shortly, but um, let's obviously talk about the, the 3-2 win against Fleetwood. I mean, where the hell do we start? I uh, don't know about you, but I went through... Uh, the full range of emotions last night, you know, relief when we got that early goal, disappointment when they equalised, kind of anger when we went behind, frustration when we couldn't score, and you know they were like hope when when it was two two, and then absolute elation. What was it, forty one seconds later or something when oh. Gregory scored his third? Um, I mean, I've only just back calmed down to be honest. I weren't even there. Obviously, you were there, weren't you? What what were it like, Jim? It was. Well, everything you just said, it was that and 10 times more. It was unbelievable. I was like eight seconds from the kickoff for that third goal. Yeah. I just about recovered. I got in at 20 past three 
this morning and went straight back out to work at eight o'clock this morning. So I'm a bit broken, but it's fine. I'll take it for three points. Well, I know. Yeah. I mean, um, when, after, you know, after what, three minutes or four minutes when, when we got that first goal, I just thought, yeah, that's it. You know, yeah. what nerves, you know, we're going to coast to three points, but obviously, you know, we, we did it the Wednesday way, didn't we? And um, yeah, we made it, certainly made it hard, hard for ourselves. What did you think? I mean, well, going into that game, were you confident, nervous? What what would you, what were you like? I was probably a bit mute because I've pre- I predicted the last six results bang on. Oh, right, and okay. all, all, all my family and all my mates were like, we're going to win 3-0, 4-0, 5-0, ludicrous. I was like, this is going to be 1-1. The last game of the season is going to be a nightmare. Um, so one nil down, I was thinking, oh, okay, just, just get the one and we'll just deal with it later emotionally. I'll deal with it later. So prediction wise, I was thinking it was going to be a draw because they were going to be bang up for it because obviously they're in a relegation scrap. Yeah, exactly. I mean, for, for me, I, well, I had to, I went and played golf with me, with my dad, just to kind of take me, <laughs> take my mind off it, to be honest. Uh, I got yeah. in, I got in about what? A couple of minutes after that first call, I heard it on the radio. So, uh, you know, I, I came in in. A decent mood, to be fair, and you know, I thought it was going to be an easy, uh, an easy game. Obviously, the starting lineup um, it mm-hmm. won't be it won't be Darren Moore if he uh, if he didn't make you know three or four changes. Obviously, four changes this week: Palmer, Hunt, Byers, and Patterson came yeah. in. Dunkley, Mendes, Lang, um, Deli Bashiru, and Berahino all uh, slipped out. Obviously, no Harley Dean either, which I kind of thought that Harley Dean would would start since he was on the bench. <laughs> last week what what do you think to that that starting lineup is that kind of what you expected or uh I expected Harley Dean to start so the fact that he wasn't even there was a big surprise um a bit gutted for Fizz because I think he's been superb but that doesn't mean I don't disagree I don't I agree with the decision I I think we had the right midfield um yeah because that that midfield three were back again weren't they you know uh Hunt Luongo sorry uh Byers Luongo and Bannon, you know, we, we've Bannon, said haven't yeah. we, this this um, for like the, the second half of the season, uh, for like definitely that that's the midfield three that that works well. And I, for me, I was glad that they were they were back together. Me too. And also, like I mean, I said I said to you a couple of weeks ago that um, Mendes Lang he starts wherever we can squeeze him in. He's too good. But actually, I thought seeing Johnson run back down the wing again was so much better and having Mendes Lang as an impact sub I think I think Moore's got it right now I think he knows what he wants and I think that's right now what, what did you think to the I mean, decision taking us to the penultimate game of the season to work out but <laughs> yeah yeah a bit, a bit late but um yeah what, what do you think to the decision to start Patterson as well because for me I, I thought you were going to start Berahino um I'm a bit on the fence with Patterson I think we were talking about this in the, in the mm-hmm. WhatsApp, WhatsApp group earlier and uh you know people were saying that you know, don't see why he gets a start and stuff. And I think it's one of them ones that, yeah, if you look at it, is he, is he my favourite player? Yeah. Is there better players? Yeah, there probably is better players. But I think when you look at the course of the season, um, he has made quite a lot of contributions. You know, the goals that he scored, he scored a goal against Wigan. That were a fantastic goal. Um, you look at the different positions he's played, you know, in that middle part of the you know, around Christmas time before Christmas where he had to play centre-back. I remember at Portsmouth where he played centre-back and stuff. And, you know, to have that a player like that <laughs> yep. that can step in is obviously vital. Yes, you know, he, make, he, he you know, 
commits these silly fouls and stuff like that. And yeah, that's frustrating. And he, you know, he, he has missed a few sitters in the past couple of weeks, which again is um, frustrating as well. But where where do you stand on the whole Patterson situation? Uh, he is he is he my favourite? No, but I thought Berahino tried very hard at Wickham, but he was sat pretty much in the defender's back pocket, and I just don't think he's nearly back to being close to his best. But I just don't think he's physically strong enough. And Pato, he just doesn't mind being a nuisance and physically putting himself in the way. And last night, I thought he just did a job. Did he score a goal? No. Was he a worldie? No. But I don't think Berahino would have done better. And I mean, to be fair, Pato nearly had a chance similar to Gregory's first goal. But I just thought the physicality of the game needed Pato more than Berahino. Yeah, because... I'm probably going to be really unpopular for saying that, but (laughs) I just think it was the right decision. Well, you look, you know, on the face of it, you know, it wasn't going to be, you know, an... uh, (laughs) an open expansive game where you know you've got um you know lots of chances in behind they they were literally well right. it it played out kind of how I, how I thought obviously I didn't well I didn't think we we're going to go two one behind but I mean in terms of yeah. they just defended and whilst ever it were a draw uh, at any point whether that be nil nil I know it weren't nil nil for very long but whilst ever it's a draw they're not going to really come out and they, and they didn't really attack us and they didn't really cause any any threat. So it was a game of, you know, attrition, let's say. Um, let, let's let's talk about the, the goals then. Um, Gregory's first goal. For me, if you could just, if you explained a Gregory goal, that is pretty much how you would explain it. That is that is him to a T in it, you know, a cracking yeah. ball from, uh, from Jack Hunt, obviously showing what he can do now he's back in the side. The chest, the swivel, then to hold off his man, not go down, and then that the finish as well were just sublime. And you know, you can hit you know, will this from 20 30 yards and what have you, but for me, that were just a, a fantastic goal. And you know, I, I suppose being there three minutes in, four minutes in, it were a bit of a relief, weren't it? Oh, so much as a proper, proper football goal. That's the sort of football that I love, just strong physical football and I mean holding off Wanda he held off like three defenders didn't he at one point he was oh it was unbelievable it was just and of course I'm sat in the home end yeah and I'm trying <laughs> desperately trying not to celebrate trying <laughs> to hold my dad back so he doesn't get us kicked out before I see the full-time whistle unbelievable it must be hard that as well like to to do that you know oh, um yeah like I said I would I would drive him back from you know from playing golf and uh and when that went in, if, if someone had, I was driving down the parkway at the time, and if someone had seen me, they'd have been thinking, "What the <laughs> hell is this lunatic doing?" So I was going absolutely ballistic in the car, and it was, it was almost like like relief, like I said earlier. It was like, oh, yeah. like I would, I was nervous all day, thinking like, you know, you've just got to get, even though you know the playoffs aren't won and lost in that game, but for me, I, I felt like you know if we. If we weren't get to get the win, and I, I heard someone say, you know, a defeat won't be in, at the end of the world. Well, it's not the end of the world because we we still got a chance. But for me, like that, that's just sending out all the wrong messages, you know, to you know to get a you know to, to, to drop the three points kind of thing. So to be three um, three minutes in and to go one nil up, I was like, oh, thank God for that. But yes, I saw the goal and I just thought, well, I heard it, like I said, I heard it on the radio and they explained it just like a Gregory goal, and yeah. he's he's someone that would be missing as well. I mean. They obviously equalised. Um, an absolute mm. shocking mistake. Are you are you putting all the blame on on, on Jordan's story for that one? 
Oh, it's hard not to, but I don't think he deserves to be ripped apart for it. It was just, I mean, I was sat pretty much in line with it. I could see what was coming and it was a lapse in concentration. It was, it was bad. It's his fault. You can't, you can't try and sugarcoat it, but I, I just don't want to rip the lad apart because he looked so nervous for probably about 50 minutes afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just don't think ripping him apart will help. But yeah, it was 100% his fault. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know what happened, whether he took his eye off the ball, um, you know, lapse in concentration. Obviously all the... I, mean, I, had, I thought he had. I think he thought he had more time than he did. Yeah. And they were just charging it down. And that's that's what they did. They just were looking for scraps. And we gave them the perfect scrap. Yeah, I mean, you know, where I sit on the north stand, there's a few people around me... Um, older people let's say and <laughs> whenever whenever we play out from the back which has obviously been every game this season they all you know they're all whinging and moaning going oh just boot it out so you know yeah. I'm, I'm guessing they'll have been shouting at the screen saying oh told you so told you so but i think that's probably i think that's what the i can't remember any other, any other times where we've conceded from playing out from the back that's probably the first one this season you know correct me if uh, if i have missed one like i missed what what was it? Windass's last-minute goal a few weeks ago, but there was one earlier this season, but I can't remember it now. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think it was a Dunkley error, but no, my dad's exactly the same. He's of that generation, and any excuse, <laughs> any possible way he can find a reason to, to slag off story, he will. And it's like, so I knew it was coming, and for about fifteen minutes afterwards, that's all I had in my ear. And um, and then he, he made a couple of brilliant um, headers and clearances and stuff. And I was like, see, that's why he's in the team. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so we have this battle about story between us. Yeah, I mean, to top it off, obviously, their shot went through his legs as well, which were like, you know, you're probably thinking, oh, Christ, not like anything that could have gone wrong did go wrong there. And but things at the time, I thought, all right, one-one, they've pegged the goal back. I kind of expected it. If you looked at Fleetwood's recent results, they've they do score, yeah. they do score. Like I think they've they've not won many games, but you know they do they do score goals and you have to kind of you know teams have had to score two and three to to kind of beat them so it wasn't a you know a massive shock but I still thought that you know we had enough to had enough to beat them and then yeah. the dreaded set piece again weren't it you know it, um, oh. I think that's is it nineteen set pieces that we've conceded from which is I think um, Liam were doing some maths earlier new stato I'm just training him up you see um, <laughs> th- th- I think it's something like thirty odd percent of our goals have that we've conceded have come from set pieces, which is just obviously set pieces being free kicks, corners. I think, and, and if they, I think it includes throw-ins as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, that it's it's not good. That is it. You know. No. That, what what obviously when you when you see it on the highlights, you can see that. Well, the camera pans over and and George Byers is on the floor. I think um, one of the YouTubers has got a, um, a a camera angle from behind the goal. And I watched it uh, this morning, and you can see that basically they've just they've just done a number on us. Like, I think two of the when when I think some people are saying it was Hunt's fault. It's actually Byers's man who who scores the yep. goal. He, yep. he don't get goal side, which is I mean I didn't play football at any sort of level, but I, I were always taught to get goal side of your man. Um, you don't get goal side, and they, I think they kind of cross over each other, and Byers ends up in a heap on the floor. Yeah. And then it's a free header, and you know I think that was their second shot. I think they'd had on target, and two second shot, two goals, two one up. And what did you think at that point when that goal went in? We did we thinking, oh no, not again, kind of thing. Yeah, or... 
A hundred percent. And I thought, that's it. They're going to time waste from now. It's going to be like, oh, it's just going to be like... Wicked Mark (laughs) 2. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you literally said everything. I rewatched the goals earlier on before um, before I came on and I thought, write some notes down. And the only thing I can think... I mean, I never played football. It wasn't. I wasn't allowed to when you. I was at school. But the only thing I can think of is we do go down very easily looking for that foul. And I don't know. Yeah, okay, do we win it? Maybe. Maybe we don't. I just personally don't like seeing any players, whether it's in the box, defensively attacking or whatever, going down easily. And I just thought Byers went down. He was looking for the foul. Yeah, yeah. You can see he goes down. He has, he has his hands up in the air, doesn't he? Like he's saying to the ref, like, "Come on, ref, give a foul." That's it. And he's marking easily one of their best players. You can't afford to do that. He's unmarked. Hunt's having to flap to try and get there to cover his hole, that cover the hole that Byers has left. So, I mean, yeah. Well, I watched it as well. And, I mean, I didn't count them, but it looked like they only had, they only had like four or five players in the box. And we had, pre- yeah. well, Gregory was back uh, like he always is. And, you know, we, we it looked like we had pretty much everyone in the box to their four or five. And, and yet we still couldn't, you know, we still couldn't get, um, you know, get ahead on it and clear it away, which, and yeah, at that point I would just so, I mean, I wouldn't say we're in disbelief, but it it was just like, you know, you're going into the game, the fact that we went one one nil up so early on and you're already thinking, right, Saturday, all we need to do is, you know, you get ahead of yourself, don't you? You're always looking at the next mm-hmm. game and thinking, right, who are we going to get in the playoffs? And then I was yep. sat there at half time thinking, we're not even going to get the playoffs at this point. Do you know what I mean? We're, we're seventh, and now we're now going to be relying on other results and stuff. And personally, I thought that we should have made a change at half time. I, I were shouting at, you know, shouting at the telly, saying, you know, for me, I thought Berahino should have come on or Windass at least for um, for Patterson. Um, obviously, the half time come and went, and and, he, and he, the same team came out, which I thought. You know, I thought it's not something he's not done before. Of course, he did it at Doncaster, didn't he? He made two subs mm-hmm. at half time. Um, I mean, what, what from your perspective was that that first half performance? Was it all right? Was it you know what what was it like for for you? I mean, it it was a good. They had two first half. They had two shots and they scored two goals. We had some. I don't know. One of my mates sent me all the stats. It was something like seventy three, seventy four percent possession. Or yeah, something. I saw that as well. Yeah, <laughs> we. We couldn't have done any more. I mean, Bannon hit the post. Um, Patterson hit the post. Yeah, how that did not go in, by the way, I have absolutely no idea. No idea. And then obviously Gregor's was clutching at straws trying to get the third shot in in that melee. Do you not think that that that, that chance there, if the other team has any chance like that, it goes in, like hands down. But yeah, yeah. when it comes to us, I don't know why it is, but it just never seems to work, never never seems to work out. No, it never happens to us ever. But I mean, like you, I I contemplated a halftime change, but I don't I don't often like them because I just think if if a manager's going to give an that's their job ultimately is to try and get the players up for the game. Yeah, and so give them ten minutes after the halftime break, and if they haven't responded to the whatever's been said from a tactics point of view or a firing up point of view then fine, make the changes. I don't often like a half-time change, so I was all right with that. Well, by and all accounts, I... um, Gregory said that, that Darren Moore's gave him a bollocking at half-time, and probably yeah. rightly so, to be fair, because they did need a bit of a, a bit of a rocket up their arse, didn't they, really? 
big time. And it's the first, the last two weeks is the first time I've heard any sort of emotion or any sort of insight into who Darren Moore is behind the scenes in his post-match interviews. Yeah. Like starting to, that curtain is starting to open up a little bit now. And yeah, I, I certainly wouldn't want it to have been in that dressing room with him screaming at him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, then obviously we made the changes as well, didn't we? I mean, you can't deny that the changes did oh. did change the game. I, I had someone mm. I had someone tweet earlier saying in that what substitutions are for, and I'm like, well, yeah, they are. But how many times do you see a substitution made, and it makes no difference whatsoever to the to the outcome, or even an adverse effect sometimes? But you know, well, Windass came on, and I don't really think it was Windass. It was more Mendes Lang, to be fair, on that on that left. He, he had so much time and space, didn't he, down that left hand side? He was an absolute beast. He was, but he but he doesn't often play with that much fire when he starts. Do you think that him and Johnson get get kind of in each of his works? We were talking about that at the weekend, and I I still think that obviously came on for Johnson. um, So that kind of removed that kind of element, and I I feel like he plays better when. Well, it's almost like the whole. Lampard and Gerard thing, you know, the two players that can't play with each other. That's how I feel, anyway. But I don't know about yeah. you. I'm a, I'm I'm exactly the same. They, um, I think you've got to start with Johnson because I think he starts better than Mendes Lang, and it's almost like Mendes Lang comes on with a point to prove. Um, I mean, he got he had that it was bang in front of me, the most horrendous tackle I've seen. I saw that one, yeah. And the rest given a yellow. I mean, I'm so glad that I was at least a couple of meters away from that because. I mean, that was I was ridiculous. Absolutely, how that isn't a red card? That is what a red card is in the textbook. Yeah, how, how, yeah, like I said, how he didn't get a red card for that one, I have no idea. But to be fair, with some of this officiating that we've seen so far this season, it doesn't really surprise me. I have no. we, we've resisted kind of bashing the referees as much as we possibly can this season, just because it has been pretty terrible. But but yeah, um, obviously, you know, the goal. Gregory again, like his um, what that was his fourteenth goal at the at the time. For me, I just thought there was once we made the changes, there was more tempo, more urgency. Obviously, it was just yeah. defense against attack. Um, I mean, it were a, I don't say a fortunate goal, but you know, Luongo's done fantastic to clip it across, and he's just kind of yeah. bundled it over the line. I must admit, when it went in, I thought he's going to blow for something here like an offside yeah, or a foul or or I didn't, I didn't really cheer as much as what I normally do because I thought you know wait a minute like this is going to be like Wickham with the Shea Dunkley goal here like ref's going to give something but you know obviously the goal stood and yeah that like the next what 40 seconds were just absolutely like a bit oh. of a whirlwind weren't it really it was unbelievable especially I don't know if the cameras picked it up about 10 minutes before that um, Gregory was grabbing his hamstring and then he was doing it again quite obviously about two or three minutes before the goal and Berahino was getting I think Moore was going to make a triple sub and then didn't and Berahino was ready to come on I was thinking oh, okay right Gregors we've just got to protect you we'll take we'll, we'll take a draw and we'll just protect you and then obviously he scored the goal well did he score it? I think it was an own goal, but we'll take it. Well, he, he said after it, he kind of alluded to the fact that it was uh, it might be an own goal, but but yeah, like I said, it doesn't really matter. I, like we say every week, I don't care yeah. if they come off, you know, the back of someone's arse or whatever. I don't care how they go in at this stage. That's it. That's it. I think Pato mentioned it on his Instagram that he got a brace or something. Ah, yeah, so, I saw that as well. Yeah, yeah, but no, unbelievable. And then yeah, just the scenes from 
from obviously the what was it? Would you say forty seconds? I know it was only eight seconds from the kickoff. But yeah, I think I mean, it was. That's... I think it was something like forty seconds after the goal went in, we scored the uh, scored the third goal. But I mean, obviously, yeah, you, you're sat in the home end. Did did you cheer for that one? Or did yeah, you... I couldn't help it. <laughs> <laughs> most of the most of the fans had left, so had it they was really? fine. Yeah, there were quite a few Wednesdayites in there with us. Um, I mean, I wasn't jumping up and down, but we were certainly able to make some noise. And even the stewards, fair play to them, were like, yeah, it's fine, whatever. Yeah, yeah, fair, fair enough. But we spoke about Patterson earlier about, you know, like what he does off the ball. I think he does a lot that kind of goes unnoticed as well, yeah. um, even though he is sometimes frustrating. But, you know, Gregory alluded to the fact that, you know, Patterson's made the run, that diagonal run to the left, he's drawn the defenders with him. And then, you know, Gregory's hit it, another one from outside the box, which is a bit of a rarity for Gregory as well. And, um, you know, into the corner and obviously I was at home watching it and, you know, I've got two young uh, young kids that are in bed and I went absolutely ballistic when that goal went in. I nearly ran through the patio doors onto the garden <laughs> and I was going absolutely mental. And I'm thinking yeah. like... It's Fleetwood. This, do you know what I mean? No disrespect, but it's only Fleetwood that we're that we're beating. But that's how much it meant, didn't it? That goal, like it was, I, think, I think I tweeted as well, saying, you know, seventy-two minutes. I, I literally, I was, I was watching it with um, my father-in-law, who I, who I sit with as well at the match, and and I'm saying to him, like, we are, we are fucking shit. Like, we are. What what are we watching here? We're awful. Like, you know, the typical like when you're losing the comments that you make. And then literally two minutes later, it's, Sarah, <laughs> yep. like we're going to Wembley and everything. It's it's amazing how, how that can change so so quick. Um, I'm just going to bring uh, Giles on. I've seen him waiting in the, uh, in the wings there. Giles, mate, how are you? All right? Yeah, I'm all good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Uh, yeah, have you have you caught up on the game yesterday? Yeah, I've caught, I, was, I was trying to watch it, but stupid fire stick was killing me. Oh dear, dear. So um, I didn't manage to to watch. I've seen the I've seen the goals and yeah, I've, it was, I've read some comments. Yeah, it was such a such a weird weird game. To be fair, just like from from start to finish, just like like I said at the top of the show, like the just such a range of emotions. You know, another thing as well. By the way, the pitch was absolutely awful. Yeah, yeah, it looked yeah. ridiculous. It looked like a farm. Honestly, it what? was a beach. <laughs> was it? Yeah, it was covered in sand. It was awful. A bit like that uh, that pitch up in uh, in Scotland, then Giles. Yeah, exactly. Like Motherwell. Motherwell, yeah, that, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, but you, you know, you, you could see that the players were just nervous. You know, obviously we're we're trying to you know pass it out and you know passing on the deck and what have you. And obviously they weren't doing any of that. They were just I wouldn't say hoofing it, but you know they were they weren't playing football like we were trying to do. And what's it like, Giles, like when you've got a bumper pitch like that? Because you must, you know, you must. Normally you just want to take it in your stride, don't you? Like get the ball and just move it straight on. But you've almost got to just make sure you control the ball first, don't you? Really? No, it's so, it's honestly it's so difficult, really, really difficult for players. That's why sometimes I would say, as a manager, you can see that the pitch is it, it's not the best. You know, in my in my head, I think why not go more direct and, and and maybe play in the final third rather than take risks. Like you see with Story, they tried to play out, and to be honest, I think. If the pitch was a bit better, I think he might have been able to get that touch under control and actually play it out. But he's yeah. obviously tried to he's tried to turn, but it was so bobbly. Um, it's obviously he's taken a bad touch, hasn't he? He's it's like he's took it. his eye off it, hasn't he? Like he took his eye off it momentarily, and like yeah, you know, like you say it's bobbled or whatever, and he yeah, and he's kind of like you said. Normally, if he was doing that on a nice pitch, he took he took his eye off it, but knowing the ball's going to run smoothly, he, he he probably the turn that he was doing in one motion, he he, he wouldn't have got caught. 
yeah, it's it's one of the things, and it. I mean, I mean, our pitch is not fantastic, but it certainly seems to run a lot truer than what. Well, you know, Spurs, it looks fantastic to to that. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, to be fair, yeah, they look like yeah, like Gem said there, literally like playing like a playing on a beach. Uh, Gem, I'm just going to bring some other people uh, up as well, and we'll. Um, you know, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll get their thoughts on it, but you know, cheers for uh, cheers for that, uh, Nick. I'm going to come to you first, mate. First of all, how are you? All right? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for asking. You all all right? Yeah, all uh, all good. Um, well, I wasn't. Um, what time is it? Half past eight. Had we had we had we scored as uh, second and third goal by this? Time? I think I think this was kind of around about the time where we scored, weren't it? So, yeah, um, this time yesterday we were a bit different. But yeah, go on. Yeah, I was, I was just going to follow on about the pitch there. It made our, it makes Hills look like a bowling green. Um, uh, that that pitch yesterday, and I think that's what caught Story out really. Um, but but the main point I wanted to make was just to um, it's a bit echoing what you were talking about on the podcast the other night. Really, okay. I thought um, I thought Darren Moore made some great changes last night. The change, like you just said there about. Um, at this stage of the season, I think we've said before, it's, it's kind of shit or bust now. And he had Windass on the bench, and I think the safe option would have been to bring Berahino on with Windass being out injured. And he's brought Windass on. Yeah, he's not he's not scored a goal, but I think he was brave to make that decision. Um, I thought Mendes Lang absolutely tore their right back apart when he came on. Yeah, uh, I think there were one bit. He was probably in front of you, Jim, judging from where you were sitting. But I think he must have. Their defender must have been sat three, two, three yards off him and he knocked it past him and he ran like almost off the pitch round him so uh, yeah he must have been must have been fed up by that and the other the other point I want to make about Moore is, is towards the end where we knew there was going to be a bombardment coming in as he brought Dunkley on and a bit like you were saying from the back of the Wickham game on Saturday I, I made a point of watching him and he won absolutely every ball that they hoofed forwards I, I thought last night after he came on um, so I thought he made the right right subs at the right time personally yeah, it's you know I, when I saw that at first, I thought, oh no, he's bringing Dunkley. I'm not because it was Dunkley, but I just thought, you know, kind of defending this lead and what have you. They were they started to come on to us, didn't they? Obviously losing, so that you know, there's no point in them sitting back like they had been doing. And um, probably just I think they put their um, I think they put the centre half up front with about ten minutes to go, maybe. Yeah, they certainly uh, had a good go at it, didn't they? At the end. Um, and, and what have you, but you know, what what were your emotions like watching it though? Were they were they like a roller coaster uh, like mine? Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. I went through seeing we'd gone one nil up and thought, do you know what? That's exactly what we need. One nil up, three minutes gone. They're going to have to come out because I think that's again the thing we've talked about is how many teams sit in against us. I thought, right, one nil up. They're in a the relegation scrap. They're going to have to come out and attack us. That's going to play right into our hands. A um, couple of bad goals to concede, um, and then I was like. You know, also going through the emotions that like, I'm done with this. I can't, I can't watch it type thing. Yeah, and then um, yeah, contemplating then selling your ticket for Saturday kind of thing. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and then just to to see you score two goals like that, and uh, you know, that the third goal, Gregory's goal, that's the kind of goal that happens to us. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. Like you, you go from a kick off, you think, right, let's reset. Then you have it charged down, and then up the other end, he's just put one in the bottom corner. I thought it was it, it was amazing, and we've talked a lot about this twenty goal a season striker, and I think now Gregory is one in two. So if he'd have been fit all all season, 
working it, on that. It'd be 20, 20, yeah. 24, something like that. Yeah, well, he's still got a few games left. Obviously, we've got Portsmouth on Saturday, and then if we do the business, barring an absolute catastrophe, then you know we've potentially got another three games as well. So uh, I, I don't mind including the playoff games if, if he wants to get his uh, 20 goals in. I mean, I'm I'm sick of saying that you know Neil Mellow was our last. 20 goal a season man so uh, hopefully he can take that take that mantle and I was looking as well and I think Fernando Ferristieri scored 15 goals back in that 15-16 season um, and then you go back to Gary Medine the last time that we were in League yeah. 1 back in 2012 I think he got uh, 18 I think it was so so yeah it's you know it's been a long time since we've had someone that can can put the ball in the back of the net. Um, so it's it's good to uh, it's good to see Nick. Thank you very much. Um, I'm just going to uh, come to uh, Liam. Uh, at least we've not got the issue of having two Liams on this uh, this time. So Liam, mate, how are you? All right. Yeah, all good. Thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. Thanks. Uh, just obviously everyone else that's uh, that's waiting to talk. I will get to you at some point. Everyone else, if you do want to do want to have your say, then like I said, press that request to talk button. You can also tweet us as well, and we'll uh, we'll read some of the tweets out. But yeah, Liam, it's all yours, mate. Yeah, cheers. Um, that was an, uh, an emotional roller coaster last night. I'll be honest. Got off to a great start. We could have scored like four in the first 15, 20 minutes, but then. You know, our bad habits, as we've seen this season, just came back. Bad errors, poor marking from set pieces. But as the second half kicked off, they had two banks of five, essentially. And we just couldn't break them down. We had, there was lots of aimless balls into the box. And I couldn't see us getting getting back into it. All of a sudden, we get two goals in less than a minute. And we and then we just saw the game out really well. Dunkley came on, won everything in the air. Yeah, I think I think I think as well when you you know when we um we made the changes, I thought there was a little bit more urgency, and I thought it were you know it wasn't just um like for like, obviously, and Johnson was uh, for Mendes Lang that was like for like, but the, the fact that he brought Byers off, which kind of almost seems to be his kind of stock player to to bring off, doesn't it? You know, when when things aren't perhaps going our way or he wants to change it, you know, change it up. He leaves Bannon on and leaves Luongo on. But you know, he brought Byers off and brought Windass on. Uh, Windass on. Cause like, t- to be honest, when I saw Windass warming up, I thought it was going to be for, for Patterson. But for him to bring him on for, for Windass, uh, like I said, I don't think Windass had a, made a fan, you know, made much of an impact, to be, to be perfectly honest. But, you know, putting that attacking player on, you know, trying to, he, he were cl- you know, Darren Moore were clearly trying to force the issue and you know trying to make something happen, which is obviously good to see. That's that's kind of what you want for a manager, isn't it? You know, you don't want them just to be, you know, when when you are losing, you want them to try something different, don't you? Yeah, hundred um, percent. I was very, really pleased with our mental strength because obviously before we played Wickham, we had an outside chance of top two. It's it's mad, isn't and it? Then- like, it was literally Saturday. We were going up automatic, and at like you know half time yesterday. I was thinking we're not even going to make the playoffs here, which is absolutely crazy when you think about it. Literally three days later, how things can change so much. Yeah, that that could have very easily just finished us off. It would have just been the Wednesday way to have just folded. Yeah, and you're right in what you're saying, like the, the mental capacity to actually, you know, come back from behind. Like you know, we've not we've not talked about that, have we? You know, to come back from behind and win something that you know before this season we'd not done. You know, away from home, it was what Birmingham were at 2000 and 
16 or something like that or, or 18 whatever it was. it was it was certainly quite a few years ago anyway so from to from to do that as well come back from behind and it, it, i suppose that you know to get two goals in in such short space of time a bit of a sucker punch for for fleetwood and they almost kind of didn't really know what did them to, to be honest did they yeah that, that they really that really not stuffing out of us uh they really just had no intention of getting a third goal and he had one chance in the second half which was which had which were headed over but apart from that we, we we dominated that second half and we got the three points in the end thankfully yeah, so mean- now it's, it's it's in our hands for saturday yeah i mean obviously it was in our hands before and weren't it you know um you know, win the game and we go what two points clear of most and what have you, and then heading into that last game of the season. Uh, it's just like I said, it, at half time, I would, I was seriously, well, I would, I would just, I, I was in a bit of a mood to be fair. You know, I was getting so frustrated with yeah. with everything, but you know, for him to turn it around, it were, it was fantastic. Liam, thank you very much, mate. Do, uh, do appreciate. It. I'm gonna just gonna bring uh, Peter and Sam in. Peter, I'll come to you first, mate. How are you? You all right? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Thank you. Are you guys? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. Uh, go on, uh, Peter. What do you want to have to say? Uh, just a couple of points. What, what, one, just a, a little thought for people. Uh, can anybody remember the last time he scored two goals in a minute? Ooh, that, you, you te- well, you're, you're, te- th- you're testing me now, Peter. Um, yeah, while, while we're thinking about that... I, 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 and, do you know and, the answer, by the way, Peter? Or are we, are we just, is that oh, just an open-ended... Tell, don't tell me you've got it. No, I haven't. I, I haven't. I'm just asking. Just, just. I don't know. It's no, no. It's a question. No, I don't know the answer, but I'm up. I'm up in some stats. I will know it, and I, I'm. I'm pretty disappointed. You don't know it, Jim. I'm. I'm very disappointed. Go on, Jim. Could it be Rotherham away? Ah, that's Where? a that is a shout. That that is a shout. It's got to be close to a minute. If it's not under a minute, it'll be very close. No, what? Well, carry on. James, uh, I can't ca- believe you don't know this. Well. Come on, I, I do know. <laughs> what, what what question did I get, get asked earlier? How long have we spent in the Premier League, League One, and Championship in the last thirty years? And to be fair, oh, I, I, I got that quite quite quick. So uh, go on. Whilst I'll, I'll have a look at that one, uh, Jim. Well, whilst... the, other, the other one is the the other one is, and last last week, yesterday at half, last night at half time, and last week uh, after the Wickham uh, result. Uh, the, the social media pages were, uh, were full of the Darren Moore outers. And uh, at half-time, I think most of us saw quite a lot of the comments that were going on and uh, what, what were being said about Patterson, about quite a lot about Liam Palmer as well. And, and they, they seem to be the go-to bull boys, so to speak. They're the ones that get criticised all the time and it, it's grossly unfair and I, I made a comment earlier Patterson may not be the most skillful but the one thing he does give you he gives you 110% and a bit extra he, he, and he, he's, he's, full of, he's full of tricks he's the kind of player you wouldn't want to play against because he's so annoying he's, he's, one, one thing for you Peter though is with, with Patterson like I said at the top like he, I'm on the fence with him a, li- a little bit because I mean I'm not, I'm not denying that this this season we've needed his contributions more than ever in terms have, of the positions yeah. that he's played and the goals that he scored which could could well turn out to be quite important goals as well but for for me it's just those like I feel like he's sometimes a bit like a bull in a china shop and you know when you when you're chasing a game and you know their defender's running got his back to goal and he's chasing him down which fair play he's chasing him down and you know what's going to happen you know he puts an arm on him or, or he gets too yeah. close and then the, the defender goes down 
and it's a free kick. And the, and you know, in in this league, you know, the, the team obviously we're chasing the game at this point. Because obviously, if if you're not chasing the game, you're not going to get frustrated, are you? But you know, we're chasing it, and then the game slows down. They take ages for the free kick, and it just kind of think oh, like that momentum that you might have got just goes away. And I feel like he does that too often. But do you, do you think that maybe? We say this all the time as well. You've got to realise that we're, we're we're League One. Do you know what I mean? If these players were anything Just like yeah. if anything like they'd be in the Championship or even the Premier League. So do do we have to accept that Callum Patterson? Maybe this is his level. You know, maybe League One is his level. I don't know. I think you can. Other than other than probably three or four three or four of our players in an entire squad, you can only piss, excuse my French. You can only piss with the cock you've got, and it's. We have got a squad full of League One players. We're in we're in this position for a reason, aren't we? Yeah, because we're not good because we weren't good enough last season, or maybe because exactly. maybe because like, Chancery fiddled the books and what have you. But that's another discussion. But, well, yeah. whatever. Yeah, that's another, <laughs> that's another point. But the, the fact that we, we the, the the fans think they're entitled or that we're entitled to be uh, top of the league and romping it, and we've had all these injuries. Uh, Etc. Etc. And it's irre- all these injuries are irrelevant throughout the season, but they're not because we've got we've got potentially the best striker in the league in Windass who's got hamstrings made of cheese, who, who's been who's not been here for three quarters of the season. You've had Gregory who's missed two months of the season and he's been involved in more than twenty goals with his goals and assists. Who's you know he's going to win the Player of the Year by an absolute distance, and it's. You know, you've got to you've got to take these things into consideration. We're obviously not the best team; the, might be the best team in the league on paper, but we don't play on paper. We play on uh, green stuff called grass. And a lot of the fans, as I said it two weeks ago, we're so bloody fickle. It's incredible. It, it, it jump on the backs and and slaughter the man. It's, it, it, and slaughter Darren Moore. And he, he sit, I don't know if anybody ever watches him at the start of the game. The man stands there. And and sings and sings the song at the start of every single game. Yeah, I've seen that actually. Yeah, he's clapping every away and what have you. Game. And if that you watch you watch him on Sunday, he's going to be more. He's going to be up for it just as much as we are. Giles, when you were playing, did you, you know when Shea Dunkley plays? You can see him sometimes. You know, put his hand up, hands up in the air for the I O silver lining. Did you kind of sing along with a song like in your head, kind of thing? Or uh, yeah, sometimes you may yeah, get carried away in the moment. It's a, it's a good song. It's a very good song. What does it so, sound yeah. like when you're on the pitch? Because, like, obviously, in the stand, obviously, you know, I mean, this Saturday no, is going to be incredible. Yeah, it's loud. It's does, it, loud. does it make the you know hairs on back of your neck yeah, stand I, up? Listen, I loved it. I'll be honest with you, I loved it. Um, it's a good, good song. Uh, and I'm, listen, I haven't heard one player that that doesn't like it. To be honest, yeah, it's always uh, it's always decent in it. Sorry, Peter, I, I cut I cut you off there, mate. No, it's, it's all right. Well, just on that, Giles, you know when you I don't know if you ever did it when you were little because I can't remember. You used to go into a huddle before the match and have your little. The captain, all of us. We did it a couple times. I, I can't remember us doing it that many times, to be honest with you. So, what um, at that point in the game when you're going to kick off ten seconds later? What on earth can be said? What in the huddle? Yeah. Uh, just we, where we're going for a beer later, lads. No. Vodka Rebs. More like, come on, come on, boys. That we we can do this. What else? Does, you know, the usual talk, really, that you that you would expect. Um, before a game, you know, just to try and get you up for it, give everything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. listen to the manager; he's a prick. This is what we're doing, lads. We're playing a free, <laughs> four, free four, three. <laughs> so yeah, when you go in a noodle, you know, they're just, they're just changing all tactics. Basically, doing something totally different to what to what Gaffer said. <laughs> but yeah, Peter, cheers, cheers for that, mate. Um, no do, do appreciate it, Adam. How are you, mate? Are you all right? 
Yeah, very good. Thanks, mate. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. We're just reminded to everyone else as well. Do press that request to talk button and uh, and get involved. Obviously, we're talking about the uh, the three two win against Fleetwood, but we can also talk about anything you like. Peter brought up there the the huddle before the game, and you can talk about anything anything you want. Um, go on, Adam, mate. Um, absolute delirium yesterday, weren't it? Bloody hell! <laughs> yeah, crazy. I've, like I said, I've not you know I've not cheered like that at home for for quite some time, but. It it was just like elation, weren't it? Really, when that when that third goal went in, and a bit like I didn't know what was happening. Do you know what I mean? You've literally just kicked off. You've just been celebrating one goal, and then yeah, four, less than a minute later, we're we're back to th- well, we're we're three two up. It was crazy, weren't it? No, I was literally on Twitter as we scored the second of those two quick fire goals. Just about to type Lee Gregory have my children, and then that third one went in. So what's, so... You, what's you having now? Your wife as well? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm tucking <laughs> him into bed. <laughs> Quality. Um, no, it were it were fantastic, and I, I think um, I think what Pete said about the um, the the substitutions in the second half were, were very positive, and um, I think Jem alluded to the fact that it, it just looked like they they suddenly got really up for it out of nowhere, like that second half talk that Darren gave them clearly worked, um, and it, it were nice to see. You know, there were there were significantly more urgency in that second half. Um, I think it was the first time I've seen us play against a team that plays with two banks of five. And I, I thought we'd score, you know, and it, it, it was nice to see that it eventually came off. Yeah, because I, I said that as well, like when it were 2-1 and, and especially when, you know, when it is defence against attack, I'm just thinking with that long left in the game, you know, a, a full half of the game, I, I, I said to Favre-in-law, I'm like, we're, we're going to score. Like, I can, I can see, they can't possibly defend for this long the way that they are you know with, with the quality that we've got and and the score still be 2-1 you know I, did, I thought we'd get at least one goal you know to get two goals the way that we did I, I didn't really expect that but you know it was just good to see like a bit of especially when, like I said when we made the changes a bit more urgency especially down that left-hand side obviously it was Luongo that that put the ball across and um, it was just good to see that someone were in that area, do you know how many times have we seen it where the balls come across, and especially when we're chasing the game and and there's no one there and they, you know they clear it and what have you. But you know it was good to see that you know for Gregory to get on the end of it and yeah, like I said, the the next goal were just absolutely crazy, weren't it? But you know what, what we like going into the game, how, how did you what, what were your kind of mood and we we uh, we optimistic that we we're going to get the win? We uh, we a bit nervous that we could kind of throw it all away. Uh, I thought we'd win. Um, I, I I had very little doubt with this one. It, it was a very different feeling towards the game against Wickham. Like I was going into that not thinking we'd get a win just because of the fact that I remember how they'd played against us at Hillsborough. I weren't going there feeling all that confident. I'd have taken a draw if you'd have offered me a kick-off. Yeah, watch, um, you better watch what you're saying about Wickham because we might have some Wickham fans listening and you know they'll get the bingo cards out. So you oh, know. They, Yeah, but they're just really good at what they do, aren't they? And... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> How, you, you need a couple more for a line mate so uh... I know yeah I, I'll work on it I'll work on it um, no I were I were feeling really confident going into the game but I, I did say um, no matter what happens on what what I thought would happen on the last game of the season if we didn't win there I couldn't see us getting playoffs because of the teams that the other the other teams have got to play against so a win was absolutely huge um, one thing I do want to raise Go on. um, I know I'll you know, yet again, quite controversial, but... That's not I like you, think, Adam. No, I know, I know, I know. But uh, I actually think Patterson put in a cracking performance last night. Um, he's 
he's not a striker who you are going to put on the pitch who you're expecting to do a Windash job or a Berahino job or even a Gregory job. You know, you put them on the pitch and you expect them to score goals. Patterson is there as your support striker to make space for your better player. Now, that I'm not trying to disrespect him and say he's not a good player, but comparatively to all three of the other strikers there, he's definitely your second man. Um, and I think he did a great job. And I mean, point proven by the third goal yeah. if he doesn't make that run to the left hand side Gregory don't get the space to shoot yeah 100% Giles how important is it like a lot of when you put when you watch football or play football for that matter like everyone always thinks you know a striker needs to score goals um, but there's a lot of other you know there's a lot of players or you know, in midfield you need to get assists but a lot goes on that you kind of don't realise don't you like for example like what Adam's alluding to there, you know, Patterson makes that diagonal run. He draws the defender on, which obviously gives give, uh, gives Gregory more space, more time, and obviously finds the bottom corner. But like I said, you, there's a lot that goes on that goes unnoticed, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. And I think I come back to Atty. Atty obviously got a lot of stick because he didn't score many goals. But for me, Atty did a lot, a lot of other things, which were good, right? Bringing other players into play, holding it up. Do you know what I mean? Um, but listen, for me, strikers get judged on goals. Like, you want your strikers scoring double figures, 10, 15 goals. Would you be happy if your striker only got five goals a season, but he made good runs for other people? For me, you've got to ask questions, haven't you? Yeah. So it's, yeah. it is a little bit of a catch-22. You still want your strikers to score, but at the same at the same time, of course, if they can, if they can uh, you know, use other attributes like, Making runs like Patterson did to create space for Gregory, it, it, that obviously helps, and it, and, it, and it is a good a good asset. The thing I'd say with that one, that he's gone, gone, Adam. It's it. It, the the point we in with like him making moves. I agree. You have to judge a striker on the goals and stuff. But I personally, and I think Patterson alluded to himself, he is not an out and out striker. You know, he's yeah. gone from a right back to a a centre mid. I think in his interview at the start of the season, he says he prefers playing centre back. So the fact that he can play all over the place is an asset. But we're talking about strikers being judged on their goal in performance. Cambridge, 6-0. Best player on the pitch for Lee Gregory. How many did he score? Mm. None. Yeah, but, but Gregory's already got quite a lot of goals. If Gregory, yeah, if, he did. If Gregory yeah. Had, and I'm sure Gregory would get a lot of stick this season if he'd only scored, you know, four or five goals. I'll be honest with you. Even though he you know, he, he does a lot of other th- good things for the team. I still think he wouldn't be getting the recognition he is now, if, you know, if, if he hadn't scored scored the goals he has. I mean, obviously a hat-trick yesterday makes his numbers look a lot better, don't they? You know, 15 goals for the season does sound uh, does sound a lot better. Well, just one thing on the Patterson thing as well. You, you're right, Giles, that, you know, scoring five or six goals, whatever he scored this season for a striker is probably not good enough, but... I don't think at the start of the season, when you looked at the squad that we've got, when you've got Gregory, Windas, Berahino, I think when Darren Moore's looking at the looking at his squad before we've kicked a ball, them three are probably ahead of Patterson by a country yeah. mile. Uh, the fact that obviously Berahino couldn't hit a cow's arse with a banjo in first half of the season, and Wind <laughs> and Windas has been. Uh, you know, Windass has been injured for most of it. Has meant that we've had to lean on the likes of Canberra and Silaso and then and Patterson. So it's um, you know they're like fourth, fifth, and sixth choice strikers that have been playing. I won't say a large part of the season, but certainly. Do you, do you know what? It's actually quite funny because Adam said that he thought Patterson had a good game yesterday, right? Yeah. But uh, you know, reading reading in the the WhatsApp group they were in, a lot of fans were saying that. Patterson needs to get off. He's he was getting a lot of stick in the group, 
or did I read that wrong? James? No, yeah, no, you're, you're right. Yeah, well, I don't. What we all like. I mean, I must admit, I thought I thought we should have dragged Patterson at half time and perhaps brought Windass on. What What did you you say? You had a good game, but did, what did you think at half time? Did you still think that at half time? No, completely the opposite. I think he doesn't. So I understand what Giles is saying, especially when you look at the position he's playing on the pitch, striker, immediately think goals. 100%, that's what you're looking at. But you've also got to consider the team we're playing against and the performance we've just had against a team like Wickham. You know they're going in, they're coming out at half-time, 2-1 up, needing the points, knowing that they're not as good as us footballing. So they're going to play two banks of five. Naturally, all we've done so far this season when we've played against teams like that is immediately start hoiking ball, long ball over at top. And if you're going to do that, you need someone like Patterson on pitch. Even if he's not winning the headers, he's getting in and around those areas. And you're having to put two defenders on him because he's an absolute nuisance, which is what knew you would do. And I mean, I challenge anyone who claims that knew he were a great player to point how many headers he lost out to players that were shorter than him because he seemed to get shorter when he jumped. (laughs) He was a a cracking second striker and I do miss him and I think if we'd have kept him in this league he'd have been playing far more than Patterson would have. But I I don't don't buy into this he had a bad performance yesterday and I will slag him off if he plays crap because I agree he's not one of our best players. I thought he played all right. I agree. Completely agree with everything you said. Yeah, Fair enough. I mean, obviously, people have have different opinions, don't they? And what have you? And if if you've got a different opinion, then come up, uh, you know, press that request to talk button. Um, have your say on what you thought on uh, on Patterson's performance. I say Adam. Adam thought he had a good performance. Yeah, like like Giles said, there were certainly a few people in the WhatsApp group that that thought uh, thought otherwise. Adam, thanks for uh, thanks for that, mate. Um, I'm just going to bring Ted up as well. Ted, mate, how are you? All right. I'm okay, mate. Are you? Yeah, I'm fine. Thanks. Uh, what do you want to have to say, Ted? I just want to talk about referees. I've got I've got this thing about when they make mistakes, you referee. I just think mainly it's because they never played a game before themselves. You don't have to look at some state of some of them. You can tell. <laughs> Can't you? I mean, Premier League, their favourite referee is Anthony Taylor. And I think he's horrendous. Every single game he has, there's some controversy. And he, he does FA Cup finals. He's played those European matches. Like that one at, at Wickham. Yeah, I checked him out after the game because I saw. I thought, why is he disallowed that goal? I don't clear a couple of other penalty appeals, but I didn't see like. I checked him out, and he's from down south, right? Public next county to where they're from, and I thought when I checked him out, I thought I read his uh, his CV and his actual. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The only ex-pro footballer on, on the EFL books. Right, OK. Which makes it doubly, doubly uh, dubious. Why, why, see, with it, where you saw it? You can see it. So well, we've been ex-pro. I thought, why is he not give that? It, it, 
What do you mean? Do you mean, do you mean the pen, do you mean the penalty incident, or do you mean the the goal? No, that, I mean that wasn't the Dunkley disallowed goal. Yeah, and, he's right there. He's on the spot. You can see it. And me being an ex pro himself, it makes it doubly uh, baffling for me. Yeah. Do, do you do you not and agree? That one last you know, that one last night, by the way, that referee last night, he's from he was from East Yorkshire. I didn't think they'd be allowed to uh, referee from the same county. Well, I mean, Lancashire like against Yorkshire team. Well, I'm 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 not too sure how it uh, how it all goes on. I mean, I must admit, we we referees this season, some of them have been dubious, let's say, in some of the decisions of, you know, have, have perhaps gone against us. I think I think all we well, all, I, all I we asked for. Sure, me. I think all we asked for is is consistency. I mean, if you're not going to give a decision from you know for us kind of thing, then you you kind of just want the same thing to be to be you know from the uh, from the other side. I think sometimes as well. How many times this season have we had teams that kind of come and just frustrate us, which yeah. doesn't help because you're not in that same frame of mind. I mean, how many when you know in in the um, in the Cambridge game, I, the referee could have made 15 mistakes, but when you're five nil up, you don't really care, do you? you don't, you're not even that you're not even yeah. that bothered. But when you when you're chasing the game or when you when it's nil nil, which I think it's but it's been nil nil, even though we've got one of the best records, there's been times where we have been frustrated and we found it hard to break teams down. We've left it left it pretty late. I think mean, sometimes you you know you're um, you know you, you go into it or you see a decision and you you automatically think it's you know that the referee's trying to do the dirty against you. But I must admit, you know, refereeing standard is. Um, is not great. Let's let's say, but what what can we, you know, what can we do to change it? I don't uh, get, well, out, get out of the league. Remember him? Do you remember him coming out? Uh, his first match, that Gerard Gillette, that Australian referee. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I must admit. Yeah. I mean, some people pay a lot of attention to referees, and I just think he's that guy in the middle that either wears black or yellow kind of thing. I don't really, I don't really pay any attention. There's some people right, around well, me. That, some people around me when I sit in the like. I don't like this referee. He refereed us back in 2014 against Charlton, and I've hated him ever since. And I, I, I just don't even pay any attention to be honest. But go on. Yeah, well, well, that, that call him Gerard Gillette. They call him. He's an Australian kid. And his first game was for us against Blackburn when we got spanked five 0 Oh yeah, yes. Well, so I've, I've, tra- I've tried to so, raise it from my memory, but yeah, I do remember that one. Right. Yeah. So we won nil down. And Gary Monk's up, up to us, and you can tell we're getting, we're getting smashed, and you can tell he's picked wrong team. And I'm thinking he can't he can't wait to get to half time to swap things round. Then what's he do, this referee? He said to to make to make out he's not he's not biased towards us. He sends uh, his compatriots off long ago, send him off, give them a penalty. Uh, he got rescinded, like so. Obviously, he got it wrong, but too late. <laughs> he cost us a five 0 uh, loss. Yeah, do you do you, you know not I mean? do you not have any like kind of sympathy for the referees? Because I mean, I must admit, it's probably the last job that I would ever. I'd, pro- I'd rather be a bin man. No disrespect to bin men, but I'd rather I'd rather do that than I would actually be a be a referee. Do you know what I mean? Into, uh, like... James, I've actually done it, mate. I've, I've run I've run team for twenty odd years, and like if you have got a delegated referee, you always offered it to opposition, and we played a. A team from uptown once uh, called Millionaires. Remember that? I think it was a night, wasn't it? A pub or a nightclub? Called Millionaires. We played them in Before Cogwell my time, that, and... I think, Ted. Right, well, <laughs> we, we, we had the referee. So I said, Can you have any other looks? Referee? No, we haven't anybody. So I had to do it. So I said, Listen, I'm... <laughs> I said, I've, I've not refereed before. Like, there's no lines, but I'll, I'll do my best. But don't grab me back. Okay, yeah, you're, you're okay, mate. Oh, I haven't been going five minutes. And, uh, their captain, biggest kid on pitch. I've been letting game flow. I've been letting one or two little 
needles go like to keep keep game flowing. And this big lad like caused a foul, so I blew up for a foul. He went, "Ah, oh, you're getting a foul, are you? Cheating, be you called me." So it took me seven minutes to catch up with him. I said, "I said, don't ever talk talk to me like that, you." I said, "I'll smash your face in like you." You can't talk to me like that. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, do, 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 you, not, do you not sympathise? Do you not sympathise with him a little bit? Because like I said, you know, I do. it's there's, there's a lot riding on it now. You know, even though it's League One. There's a lot riding on the on the decisions. Everything's scrutinised. You know, everything's put under the yeah. microscope and everything. It's uh, it is a it, it, which is why I said earlier on. I, I try and refrain from slagging referees off too much, even if you know I, I go back to the goal that Shadipo scored against Oxford, which you, know, you could argue that's the line you know linesman's fault there, but it was clearly onside, and and that's been you know being choked off and what have you and you know same with the with the Wickham with the Wickham one yeah he said anyway for anyway, the James go on Ted what, round about two yeah uh, when was the last time that we had two players scoring a hat-trick in the season for us <laughs> I, bet, I, bet, I can't think of it ever but that's got to be a first that isn't it I can't even, I'm drawing a blank on uh, other hat-tricks that uh, that well, we scored well yeah, exactly I think that's well, I've got that trick. Well, before Barry, you know what it? We've had two in a season. It's unbelievable. Yeah, anyway, well, th- thanks for having me on, James. Anyway, no problem, Ted. Thank you very much, mate. Do yeah. uh, do really appreciate it. Sorry, earlier on we said about the um, you know the the goals in quick succession, and Jem, you said the Rotherham game. That were actually five minutes in between those uh-huh. uh, those those two goals. Atinuiu scored in the ninety fourth minute, I think, and then it was ninety ninth minute that Kieran Lee scored. So. Um, I think the goals against um, Cambridge, the the own goal, and then Bannon's goal. I think there were four minutes in between those uh, those two goals earlier on this season. But there was Gary Hooper scored two in two minutes at Birmingham for us to come back from one 0 down. Ah, that was the is that that's the one where the guys in the in the box and he and his uh, the the Birmingham fan behind the away yeah. fans. That's that game, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can always remember that one. Just, just his face. I can still picture it now. His face when you, when you, when that goal went in, in absolute shock and disbelief. But, but no, I can't, I, I can't remember any, uh, any other no. ones. Uh, maybe, maybe Ben can. Ben, mate, how are you? All right. Yeah, no bad, pal. Just go, on referees first, pal. Go on. Uh, I've got a thing about referees, and ever since Tim Robinson, who oh, I can't stand, the worst referee in the world. Sent Forest Air off for all of a year. Are you are you are you that person I've just been referring to? That has a grudge yeah. against referees. And every single game now, before I do my ref search, I put him into Google. There's a really good <laughs> website called Soccer Based. It tells you the stats for the season. So him last night we had were Cole Boyson. He's had five red cards this season, and he's mainly refed in League Two. Right. Okay. And every now and again he gets the odd League One game and he's shoved back down to League Two. However, at the weekend, we have somebody called Anthony Backhouse. We've had him twice this season, a nil-nil against Plymouth in FA Cup, and we lost away 1-0 at Morecambe. So, <laughs> there you go. Fair. Like I said, I, I, I don't really put much atten- like, attention on referees. There's some people, like you like you there, like have a vendetta against them. I think some of them think, like, you know, they're always going to get bad, bad decisions. But I just think it's, what? I don't know. There's some shocking ones, mate. I mean, Trevor Kettle. Every single fan in country hates Trevor Kettle. Do you know what my <laughs> argument is? Is like I just want the game to flow. Like when these, you know, when these tackles come in, as long as they're not bad tackles, I don't mind. Even if it's a tackle against us, I just want the game to yeah. to go. And I mean, there were a time uh, yesterday. I think it were we were an offside, 
and Hutchinson's gone to play a, a quick one. <laughs> it must have been, he must have played it four yards further forward, if that, maybe five. And referees called it back, and then you know, and then even then he's had to go back even further to to take this this free kick. And I mean, Giles, how frustrating is it when you you just want to get the game going again, don't you? you know when the when the ball's like in your own half. Like nothing's going to happen from there, is it? Really, you just want to get the ball on the deck and and start the, start the game again. Yeah, sorry, I've just I've just come back, so I've missed that. It's not about like it's not about referees, but uh, I was just saying how you know when there were a time yesterday when Hutchinson's put the ball down, it's a, it's an offside, and he just the ball's come to him, he's just put it down and played it, and then the referee, and the referee pulled it back. Yeah, he's pulled it back, and it, yeah, it was literally just outside do. the eighteen yard box, and it should have been maybe six yard box. And, maybe, and what, what did he pull it back for? The, the ball weren't in the right place. Well, yeah, well, it's listen, annoying, I isn't think, it? I think it's hard, it's, it's hard because. I'm I'm definitely one to, to to give stick to referees, but it's a hard job. It's a it's a very hard job. Do you know what I mean? It's like referees can't really win. No, they can't. Because, to be fair, you, you never you never applaud either, a referee. From the home or away side, one, someone's not going to like the decision, right? So yeah, you're, gonna never really gonna applaud, from... you're never really going to applaud. You're never going to applaud him, are you? At the end of the game, you know no. I mean? it's, you, know, you never go well done, do... referee. You've had you've had a good game there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I tell you what, I do I do think should happen. I, I I think more ex-players should become referees. Yeah, and I've said this for for a few years now. I don't, I don't honestly see why players don't don't go and, and try and do that when they when they retire because you know players players play. They know they know when it's a foul. They they're on the pitch. They they understand. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. Players with me with referees is when players having to go down and dive to get a decision. No, a player will be getting pulled back, blessing you down and not get decision. But the problem is now, players are chucking their stems down, so every time you go down, they get a foul. It's just just, just on that one, bit off topic, but have you seen the, um, oh, is, is it, what's his name, Charlie, is it Charlie, oh, is it now the Scott, he's, a, he's playing in Scotland at the moment, he used to play for Stoke, I think. Oh, Charlie Adam. Charlie Adam, have you seen his dive, by the way? I'm not, man, no. Oh, you should have. Mate, you should see it. It's, I'll it's, stick it in Google. <laughs> it's absolutely comical. It basically he's running, and the guy's nowhere near him, and he just fall, he just falls. He up. didn't get a foul for it, surely. No, he got a yellow card oh. for a for a dive. <laughs> it were it were absolutely top drunk, and he's and he's trying to protest as well that he got touched. But it were um, it's funny. You, I'll I'll share it on Twitter in a bit, and you can. Um, can have a giggle about it but yeah it were uh, it were a good one um go on ben what did you what did you what were your emotions like are you uh has your heart rate just about come down after yesterday well weird game last night because we started off i mean they were terrible actually back. before you carry on how, mean, we, how are you fishing oh, chips ben i need to ask you that one <laughs> you know what by the way if you ever go to blackpool or cleefolks there's also one in uh scarborough Hall, papa's chippy fucking amazing one of my friends <laughs> awesome 10 out of 10 yeah. Go on then, curry sauce, awesome. gravy, or uh, mushy peas, what we have having? Mushy on? peas and gravy yesterday with oh. two large battered sausages, and they were bloody lovely. Nice one. Anyway, back onto football. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hungry now. I'm off. Off the chicken. <laughs> You're making uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> they, I mean, they were terrible. You can see why we're down at bottom um, at back yesterday. I mean, bloody hell, they made Patterson and Greby look like bloody Usain Bolt. They're literally <laughs> just walking by and just... Well, over in the first five minutes, and we scored. We just slowed down. I don't know why. We just seemed to stop a bit. And I say we, we got a bit edgy. They got two goals out of note. And yeah, I got a bit panicky. Me, to be honest, I didn't think we were going to win last night. And all of a sudden, yes, sir. Two quick goals from Gregory, three-two. 
get in, off we go. I suppose Gregory's, Gregory's a bit of a get-out-of-jail card there, or if he had one, he certainly played it, because, yeah, it were, it we're looking, you know... What, I mean, what You were there, obviously. What were the atmosphere yeah, like in, there, the, yeah. in the away end when it were... It started you know, off pretty good, but when they went to and up, it just went quiet. Everyone were mourning, shouting, getting on the backs a bit. As it does, you know what we're like, it's... A bit hostile. To go against us. I don't want to say hostile, we're just a bit negative. Everyone just mourning over not going to win and... You know, getting behind him. As soon as we scored again, that way we were right behind him. And well, they didn't, I suppose, like I said, it didn't take that long, did it, for us to go? You know, we, we, we weren't level pegging for uh, for long. But we, I mean, we saw the game out well, didn't we? And that's something that we've criticised yeah. for for quite a lot. Of, you know, quite a few games this season. You know, the mentality and you know conceding wow. late goals and stuff. And I thought, you know, to to actually hold on to that. Well, I wouldn't say hold on to the three-two league because it was Fleet. You know, it was Fleetwood that we were playing, but you know the. the, the I suppose it doesn't really matter who you're playing, does it really? They're going to come at you and um, you have to, yeah, to mean, see it out. Pitch, we're good. I, mean, I don't know when we last cut grass, but bloody hell, that pitch was like bloody jungle. Uh, so I hadn't cut it for a while. It was shocking pitch, I mean, it bobbly as old. So, I don't think yeah, it's recovered it since. Win. I mean, the game got called off, because, well, they said because they were damaged to the stand, but I think, it the, I think it was the pitch that were the, yeah. they were the issue. They just didn't want to didn't admit it kind of thing. But yeah, I don't think but it's I think really recovered. Their advantage, and I don't think they cut grass since. And... Uh, Oh yeah, they, they play on it, and uh, it, was, it was shocking pitch and conditions. That's so, it. We played well, mate. Considering it, one of them. You, as soon as we went a goal, well, two one down. I guess I didn't think we were going to win it again. What? Small pitch. What did you think to What do you think to line up then? So I'm guessing at this point you just took it into your battered sausage and you see the uh, <laughs> four four changes that we've made. You know, Palmer, Patterson, Hunt, and Byers have come in. I mean, Byers and Hunt, you probably. Nailed on. I, I kind of thought they yeah, were definitely going to come back in. I mean, gonna... I, I was absolutely amazed he didn't play him at weekend, mate, at Wickham. And I think he came out after said he was rested. Yeah. I listened to Radio Sheffield before a game yesterday and Brian Lowe's one. And he said he can't believe he's swapping and changing team at this stage in the season. They played 40 odd games. If you're not fit now, then you'll never be fit. So for me, I mean, Unch have started at Wickham. Um, he's chopping and changing too much, mate, and he, but it worked yesterday. We got the win. So, yeah, I mean, you know, Palmer, like I said, Palmer and Patterson, the other two that, that played as well. Um, you know, Adam earlier said that, you know, he thought Patterson had a fantastic game. What were your assessment on, on Patterson's performance? I thought he went in and out, to be fair. I mean, he started off all right, but he went quiet. But I said that, that run when Gregory scored that second goal, I mean, down to Patterson. I say he pulled the man away and, uh, yeah, he puts it shifting. I mean, the thing I love about him is, no matter where that ball is, it'll just stick his head on the end. You know, he don't care. So, you know, he, yeah, he'll run through brick rolls, mate, won't he? He's uh, that kind of player. He's, you need he, them kind of players in your squad. Yeah, I was, I was just about to say that. You do need you do need them types of players to uh, to help you out and what have you really when, you know, and go on. And he does score as well, to be fair to him. I mean, people slagging off saying he doesn't score. He scored a fair few lately. If you look at how many he scored, he must be what? Is he in double figures yet? I mean, he's had a few in the last couple of months, hasn't he? So... I he's think he's on. Man. I think he's on seven or eight. I think he's on for the uh, for the season. I'll just have a look now. Actually, um, how many because goals he's he scored? Start every game and, so. He's got he's got six for the season. Six goals, three assists. So, uh, so yeah, not quite as many as what you as what you thought. But yeah, you know, yeah. he's not <laughs> he's not played every single game. As he started twenty seven, he's come off the bench twelve times. So yeah, he's, he's yeah. been used as a bit of a you know a, a player coming off the. Um, off the bench. Uh, cheers to that, Ben, mate, and I do appreciate it. I'm just going to bring other Ben on as well. Ben, how are you? Ben Chiker, you all right? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Yourself? 
Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. Thanks for asking. Yeah, buzzing, buzzing. Sorry, I'm a bit lost where we're up to or not. I've had a bit of a crazy afternoon. Sun has football on a Wednesday and come home sort of TR. And... So, yeah, heads a bit... No, uh, talk about whatever you want, mate. Obviously, we're still talking about the Fleetwood game, really, but we can talk about whatever whatever you want. Uh, yeah, just um, just buzzing, to be fair. I think it's. I think we're in a good... Uh, um, I think it's a... It, it, we're at a good stage in season where it was going to the last game and... You know, there's, there's there's a few teams that are going for them. Like, is it four teams going for three spots? So, yeah, buzzing, mate. I think we've just got to embrace the moment. And packed hills, but I see they've opened lower stand on um, on the way end and that. So, hopefully, uh, a full Hillsborough will, will, will drive them on on Saturday. But, yeah, just just buzzing, mate. I'm just excited, to be fair. bit nervous-like, but I was nervous yesterday. I'm not, I'm not lying to you. Do you know what I mean? It, when, when it was 2-1, it was a bit like, fucking hell, what's going to happen here? But... Yeah, I know, I know exactly. What I mean, I, mean I, I had a look at what like the the permutations are for for playoffs. I mean, win and we finish fourth uh, on Saturday. Yeah. That's just like nobody can catch us. We can't catch anyone above us. So that's it. Fourth place, fifth. Uh, yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah fourth with, with the um, fourth place team playing there. The the home leg second. Um, yeah. Just before I carry on, just on that, Giles, like, how much of an advantage is it to? To play the the home leg second, have you been involved in any any playoffs, Giles? No, I haven't. To be honest, but, so I mean, I, is, is it that much of an advantage? Really <laughs> <laughs> I know, but like thinking from a footballer's point of view, like, is it? Would you think it's that much of an advantage, or do you not really care? Or I would prefer to play the second leg at home, me personally, um, because obviously it's the last the last leg. You know, your home fans. Yeah, it definitely. It gives you if you're one nil down going into the second leg, you'd prefer to be at home than away, right? Yeah, hundred percent. It's just, it's just obviously everyone talks about it, so I just wondered what what it were like from it. No, no, I definitely think second leg, second leg should be would be better at, at home, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've I've looked as well. So if we draw. We get playoffs if Sunderland, Plymouth, or Wickham fail to win. Any of any of them fail to win, um, or if Wickham win but by less than two goals. If they if they win by by just the one goal, we, we'll beat them on on goal difference as well. Um, I think the only reason why the other two, um, if they win, they've got a better goal difference than us. So, um, so they'll. I'm sh- I'm sure it's going to be chopping and changing the whole the whole ninety minutes. Yeah, hundred hundred percent. When if Wednesday lose, then um, then it's playoffs. Don't say that, James. Do not say that. Well, I've got to say, I've got. I can't go through the permutations <laughs> without. You know, it's playoffs if Sunderland, Plymouth, or or Wickham fail to win. Uh, obviously, um, if Sunderland draw and Plymouth and Wickham win, then then we'll uh, we'll obviously we'll we'll find ourselves in seventh, which is obviously not where we uh, not where we want to be. Um, I mean, I'm just gonna. I'm just going to ask the question. I mean, who, who do we want? Um, who do we want in playoffs? I have just got to nip off because my little one's crying, so I'm going to sort that out. Giles and Jem, if you're all right, just to uh, keep the room going uh, going along, uh, you can both accept people uh, into the room as well, and I'll uh, I'll come back so- as soon as I've sorted him out, mate. Go on, Giles. You, you, who, if you okay. Play- to be honest with you, I, I fancy us against 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 anyone. I'll be honest with you. I'm, dude, I'm think, who would uh, who would we want? Let me. It's, I very, would, it's a very strong four, isn't it? When you look at it. Yeah. They're yeah. all 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 four teams that are in playoffs now, and including Wickham, who were 
in seventh. It's they're all strong, aren't they? They they are all strong. Yeah, so that's what. But I fancy us against any anyone in the playoffs. I really do. Uh, who would I? Just not yeah, I Plymouth, think... guys. Not Plymouth. I don't know what the midweek trek to Plymouth. No way, uh, not again. <laughs> you want to be Plymouth, but but would you? So you definitely don't want Plymouth. So you prefer? You think you prefer like a Sunderland? I, I'd well, prefer yeah. Sunderland because they their fans would get on their back any sort of negativity they get on their back. Every other team, they're just they're just going to enjoy the fact they're in the playoffs. I think we can turn some fans against them, and that will go in our favour. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think, I think potentially, I think you're right. Um, but then, yeah, we've got to back ourselves and go for it against any of them. Yeah, 100%. I'd fancy any team in them playoffs at Hillsborough on that pitch. Obviously, away from home, it's different, in, you know, over leg, but uh, yeah, and we get to Wembley as well. Nice big pitch at Wembley. I fancy it against anyone, really. So, bring yeah, I'm just, um, Ben, I'm just going to bring, I think, Callum. Callum hasn't spoken yet, so I'm just going to accept him. This is the first time me doing it, so I'm going to try and see if it works. Callum, are you on? Let's see if this is working. You there, Callum? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, mate. Yeah, great. Um, so, what, what do you want to say, mate? You can say anything you want. Yeah, well, I don't know what's been said. I'm a sort of a latecomer to the party, so I'll answer who I would rather play in the playoffs. Um, I'd honestly pick uh, Sunderland and MK Dons just because we, uh, obviously we've beaten MK Dons quite convincingly. Uh, Sunderland's are one of those teams where they tend to like even mess up and are pretty un unpredictable. Uh, and I feel like, aside from the fact that we lost against them at home, I feel like we are capable of beating Sunderland. So mm. Sunderland and MK Dons. Yeah. See, I, I, I was swaying to Sunderland. I think we... Listen, I've, I said it before. I think we could be anyone. But, but and I think Gemma made a good point. I think if we got Sunderland, I think in front of that sort of crowd, if we got on top of them early doors in the first 20 minutes at the Stadium of Light, I could see the fans turning. Don't you think, Gem? Yeah, 100%. When, when I was up there um, for the game, was it Boxing Day, wasn't it? Their, their fans, even even when they were 5 0 up, there were still grumblings. And they're still, they're just, they're just angry. <laughs> they're just angry, really angry. Angry fans, angry Geordies. Yeah, but that's, that's exactly the sort of atmosphere we want. I mean, the playoffs that we've been in before, we just, I personally think we win because we just, we just get behind the team and we just create this wall of noise that sucks the ball in. I mean, against Brighton away, we had absolutely no right to win that game. No right to, to mm. come away getting into the playoff final. But we did because we backed our team. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's just because I'm passionate about our fans. But does it make a big difference as a player? Say that again, Jim. Does Does that make a big difference coming from a player's point of view? Um, yeah, I think it does. I think it, I think it may, to be honest with you. Um... I don't know. It's 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 a hard one. It's, it's a difficult one because playoffs are always always going to be nervy. Um, you you just don't know what can happen. Anyone can beat anyone over one game, or like you said, it could be two. It's two games, isn't it? But but I just think it's going to be. You know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm really. I'm going to definitely try and get myself get myself there. Yeah, you got um, it. But I'm yeah. I'm intrigued to see who we're going to play. And I'm listen. I'm, I want to talk about. 
Uh, I'm just going to bring Charlie on because yep. I, I want to talk about Saturday's game and what what Charlie thinks thinks may happen and how how he thinks we may we may line up. Are you there, Charlie? Uh, yeah, sorry about before, mate. You broke. You right, Charlie? Yeah, are you, mate? Yeah, not bad, mate. You wanna? You can say whatever you want, mate. What? Far away. I think last night against Fleetwood, it was one of those games where anything could have happened. To be honest, it were very unpredictable. You've got two teams that are going at it mm. that want a result. Fleet, we need a win, ideally to go into playoffs to help with the playoff fight and their team fighting to stay up. So it were. It was always going to be a mixed. hard game, wasn't it? Oh, we, yeah, easily. But I think people with Patterson asking why they started him, I think he more has been starting him this season in the little games like that against your Fleetwoods, your Crews, your, your Doncasters to get in the Reds. He gets in teams' heads a lot. He are, you a, are you a Patterson up. fan then? I like because him, Because obviously yeah. I've, I've heard yeah, so like many him. mixed, I've heard so many mixed um, things said about, about Patterson that people saying he shouldn't, he shouldn't play. He shouldn't even be be involved. Uh, then I get some players saying, "Yeah, they love him. They love his, you know, what his desire, and and he's a big nuisance up there, and he causes problems." So it's like, what, what's your thoughts on on Callum Patterson? He's one of them. He can he can cause problems, but then he can he causes problems everywhere on pitch really like at Burton I don't know if you saw it when we played him at Hillsborough the clip where he just grabs hold of their players like and pulls him back mm. he'll he'll do things that but is that enough though and I think that's what some fans may may say is it all those things is it, is it enough for you know for when he plays up listen I know that a lot of fans have said that is he a striker? He says he wants to play centre back. He's played right wing back. He's played centre midfield. He's played up front. Mm. Um, yeah, the question is it, when he plays up front, is that enough? I don't think he's a striker personally because he's not. As you said to me, a striker is a person that goes out every week going to get goals. And Patterson will get put into the team, and he's not the type of player that will go forward and bag an attribute like Gregory, or mm. he'll score like we saw last season. He scores goals, but he doesn't do it enough for a striker, like in my personal opinion. But like obviously, so where do you think his best position is? This is just on the basis of this season, or. Yeah, where, where, where would you like to, you know, where do you see him if he was to play for Sheffield Wednesday regularly? What, what, where would you like to see him playing? I think he's been better this season at centre mid than he has up front, but like in that centre mid role he's been dropped into. But mm-hmm. then he's, he's he is a good, a good like all round player. But I think he's this season he's personally been better at centre mid. I don't know about what other people think, but yeah. Yeah, that's that's, just... that's fair enough. Um, thanks a lot, Charlie. Let me just get Aaron. See if I can get bring Aaron on because Aaron's been waiting patiently. Aaron, can you um, can you speak now? You're right. You there, Aaron? Yeah, I'm there. I'm there. 
sorry, mate. Took a bit of time to get you on there. My no, uh, Wi-Fi. We all know about my Wi-Fi, don't we? <laughs> um, I just wanted to bring up the fact that against Crew the other week, um, we looked a bit tired. And I don't know whether that's because obviously we've got to play a lot of games, but watching Bannon that Tuesday, he seemed sluggish and he seemed a bit slow. Mm-hmm. So and what are you thinking that Bannon should get rested? At this point in the season, I think it's too late to rest him for a game because our next game against Portsmouth, Portsmouth is is huge. Like we've got thirty plus thousand going in. Like we're excited for playoffs, and I remember. Sorry, going... sorry, sorry. Let me interrupt you. So I didn't mean rest him now. I meant, do you think he should have maybe been rested throughout the season? Yeah, yeah, definitely, because he's our main player. He's he's our he's our best player by miles. And for me, I think Bannon's too good for League One because his performances this season, he's destroyed teams in League One. Like MK Dons away on uh, Saturday, a uh, couple of weeks ago. Because the thing is, a lot of fans say, Aaron, that, you know, if how can we drop, or sorry, drop or rest? How, how can you, we drop, uh, sorry, rest Bannon when he's the best player? And... Yeah. Um, you know, w- will we get the same performances if if we don't play Bannon? And that's the thing. Would would we have got in the playoffs if Bannon hadn't played all the games that he's played in? Honestly, I don't think so. And looking back at the start of the season, I look back at the start of the season and think if we played how we do now, and if we had the players fit what we have now, would we be challenging for top two? Would we be fighting for automatic still? And it's like, how has it taken Darren Moore that long to get a play style what works for us? When he had hot, like, all the summer, and even at the end of last season when we knew we were relegated, like just play with a bit of freedom and find a bit of, like, find the formation what works. Because I think it took too long, to be honest with you. you think I... it's... But we did have a lot of injuries. Sorry, Jimmy, you gonna... did you want to say something? Yeah, I was only going to say what you you were just going to say. I think um, I think Liam was talking about it on the podcast the other day. I mean, we've had more first team injuries by five or six players than any other team in in the league. And yeah, I agree. It would have been lovely if we had found our best team three months ago, four months ago. But they were all on the physio bench, and yeah. nothing. That's not Darren Moore's fault. It's just bad luck. I think, obviously, you've got them teams who have that look and then you've just got Chef Wednesday who have, like, the worst look possible. Yeah, I mean, there's there's changes going on in the background with the infrastructure, with the training ground. There needs to be millions of pounds spent on that training ground. Chancey yeah. is not going to do it. He's looking for land to, to move the training ground and, and you can't just buy that by snapping your fingers no. and it's going to take years and years and years to change so we've just got to, we've got to deal with what we've got yeah. and the physio's done a phenomenal job with the backroom team to get these players back fit I think they've done a sensational job Can I just uh, jump in on that Gem about the injuries I do agree with you that um, the training ground does need a massive overhaul um, it is one of the worst and it could contribute to the injuries but there's also that you need to sort of blame the player himself for not taking care of himself. So you look at someone like Liam Palmer and Barry Bannon, who barely been injured this season. You know, it's also down to the player and how they're keeping themselves fit as well. Oh, that's a big shout, that. 
Giles, mm. you go for that one. <laughs> Sorry, I was literally, my partner was just um, handing over something to me. What What did Callum say? Basically, Callum, you go say it again. Go on, I don't want to ad-lib you. <laughs> well, basically, Sorry, uh, in a nutshell, um, yeah, the training ground does need a massive overhaul, but yeah, there's also that responsibility of the player to also keep themselves in that condition because if you look at someone like Bannon and Liam Palmer who've rarely been injured this season compared to everyone else it's also down to the players as well is it not? Yeah no definitely of course um, but obviously with some injuries listen I've had everyone knows me I've had like nearly 10 operations on my knees a lot of that's not down to to me not looking after myself for example right it's it's unlucky some injuries can be just unlucky. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could, you know, it, it, I don't know. It's a difficult one. But yeah, I, I do agree to a certain extent. Players do need to take some responsibility as well. It's like, for example, Luongo. Um, Luongo, I've noticed when he's been out for a long time, he tends to try a lot harder than he actually does. And I think that results in some injury. And I've noticed he's a bit more composed now. Maybe that's because he knows if he tries a bit harder... Uh, he will get himself injured. So it's also that reflection of like, maybe if I take a step back a little bit and be a bit more composed, maybe I won't wear yeah, my body yeah. I hear that, but it's so difficult, right? Because when you do come back from an injury, you, you know, you want to, you hit the ground running. So you want to, you want to go full out. So it's very, it's very difficult to, to like you're saying, I know you're saying just like chill, sort of, you know, not take it, not take it so so hard but it's sometimes very difficult to, to do that because as players you naturally just want to go and give everything on the pitch yeah e- equally when you're when someone like Luongo is coming back or Sammy or or anyone else who's been out they're coming into a side that is full of like really talented players whereas in year previous years we've maybe got four or five really good players and then the rest let's face it of not being quite up to the calibre that we would like. So when somebody that is a guaranteed first-team player like a Luongo comes back, he's got to come back in 110%. moment, he's he's having to just do his job. Whereas last season, he would have had to have come back in and done his job and someone else who wasn't performing very much. For example, look at Windass. He came back from injury, when was it? Against MK Dons at home. I can't remember where that was. But came back then... Yeah got injured again, then came back against Plymouth and like a week later was injured again. It's like... But you know what I think, Aaron? When I when I see players do that, I feel like they've come back too soon. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't know what injury Josh Windass had. I think he had to have surgery on his hamstring, but I think he was supposed to be out for nine weeks, something like that. And I think Darren Moore brought him back on the eighth. Mm. And it's a bit like... Why would you rush him back? I mean, Darren Moore has been almost, I personally think, too cautious with some of the players coming back from injuries. You know, I'm I'm sure, Giles, you probably know more about stuff with Sammy that he's gone through. But I definitely think there are players like Gibson. He's been sat on the bench for the last couple of weeks. Harley Dean is itching to get back on that pit. He's deemed fit enough to sit on the bench. So why isn't he starting? And it's because Darren Moore is taking extra care over these players, I think he's giving more and then going back to Carlos are the two managers that I can remember who have actually cared about their players' well-being, whereas other players, other managers haven't done so as much. I think another thing i just got to add before I'm going to go, you say that be Darren Moore taking care of the players, but Hutchinson at the start of the season 
went after he scored against Plymouth, he said that I'm never a hundred percent fit when I come back. I do it to help the team. So I don't think Samuel think... never be a hundred percent fit though. Yeah. I'm back everyone, guys. I'm I'm here. Just on just on that one. Giles, football players are never hundred percent fit, are they? until well, the start of the season. Exactly. You know, there's always gonna be some sort of niggle or or something wrong wrong with a player. So yeah, especially Sammy. And we all know what Sammy's like. He wears his heart on the sleeve and and yeah, I'm sure even if he's eighty, ninety percent, maybe fans might not agree with it, but he wants to play. If he feels like he can play at eighty, ninety percent, he wants to do it for himself and the team. Yeah, definitely. Liam, you've got your hand up there, mate. <laughs> All right, pal. I'm oh, the party, so I don't know what to say. Oh, we've talked about everything. I've had to nip off because uh, Littlin's crying. I've currently got him in in my arms. So, uh, so yeah, if you hear some more do you know, crying. Do you know what I wanted to mention? Because I've only seen it in the group. Go on. Well, and I, you might have wanted to bring up, but in the group yesterday, they were talking about uh, Johnson and um, Mendes Lang. Yeah. Did you did you, did you see that debate? Yes. That was going on about him when, since, since when they play together, they, they seem to not, not Johnson doesn't seem to play very well and that people feel like there might be a bit of a rift between the two or well, I, I, listen I don't know because I haven't seen it but what, what's your views on on this with with Johnson and, and Mendes Lang well for me I, I don't think there's a rift but I certainly think that the they don't play well together like if you look at the the games that they've, that they've played I think uh, when did it, I think Mendes Lang came in oh, I can't remember when it was now I'll have, I'll have, I'll have, to, have, have, look, I'll have to have a look when he was but, playing up front yeah, was it Bert? Was it the Burton game? Was it where he where he came back in? And I, and I felt and I felt like he was drifting into into um, Johnson's space. And I think yeah. ever since then, I mean, there's been times where uh, it was it was it Crew where where he put Mendes Lang on the left and then put Johnson at left centre half, and and again they were just getting in each other's way. And I just feel like they, they can't when they both play together. Certainly, Johnson doesn't play as well as what he perhaps can play, and I just feel like, you know, yesterday when when they both didn't play, I mean, I don't think Johnson had a fantastic game, if I'm being perfectly honest. But obviously, he got brought off, and and Mendes Lang just, you know, he that that was his position, and he seemed he just seemed to do a lot better. Obviously, like I said, when it's mainly when when Mendes Lang's been playing up front, I think he you know he drifts back into his normal position, and mm-hmm. I don't know whether. I mean, the other thing, I don't know if Johnson's been told not to go forward perhaps as much, but I think it was the crew game where every every time he got the ball, they were doubling back and, and playing it you know, back across the back three. And, and I felt like earlier on in the season, or certainly in the second half of the season, Johnson's been going forward, and that's what we've been loving, like going forward, beating your man and, and putting them balls in, into the box. And it's just, he's, I'm not slating Johnson because I think he's, you know, He's, he's done fantastic, especially like I said, this second half of the season. But I just felt like his performances had slipped, and and it, it just seemed to like miraculously coincide with the fact that that Mendes Lang's been shoehorned into the side. Mm-hmm. I think they're just two similar types of players. They both want to do the same thing, and yeah, I just don't think you can play them together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sorry, but Gemma, I agree with you because obviously Mendes Lang and Johnson like running at people. We see that every day. Well, not every day, but every week. And at the minute, I feel like Johnson's better than Mendes Lang at running at people because he's got that creativity where he can put a ball in the box. He's he's proved that against um. Oh, who did he do it against? 
he did it sort of against someone a couple of weeks ago and it wraps through beautiful ball but no one were there to put it like in the back of the mm-hmm. net. Yeah, he's done that a few times this season, hasn't yeah. he, to be, to be fair. Um, just just conscious of time, let's, let's just move on to the, the Portsmouth game this um, this Saturday, obviously a full house. Just just before I do that as well, uh, I just want to shout out, obviously, the Armed Forces Supporters Club. Obviously, Adam came up earlier. Um, obviously, on Saturday, they, they might have seen on, on Twitter that they're doing a lot for the Essex Food Bank as well, and that they are, they are going to be raising money as well on uh, on Saturday. You know, so if you've got a bit of spare change or whatever, what have you, and, and you see them around, I think they're going to be around the the south stand in the club shop as well. So uh, if you do see them around, just chuck a couple of quid in and what have you. Um, obviously, that's they are raising money. I think they've also got a, a, a raffle as well for a signed one of the, the shirts that that we wore. Um, in pre-season as well so I think it's about five or a pop so have a go on that as well obviously I'm sure they'll uh, they'll really appreciate it but yeah Portsmouth um, on Saturday like I said sell out crowd Bills was going to be going to be rocking I've got all my inflatables my, my inflatable banana and my inflatable dinosaurs turned up this uh, this afternoon so uh, I'll be smuggling those and hopefully everyone else has uh, bought their inflatables as well Um I mean, look at their form. They're five unbeaten. Um, I don't want to say it, but well, George Hurst, he's he's been scoring. He scored two, two last night. I looked as well. Last time that we beat Portsmouth at Hillsborough, you've got to go way back to the nineteen nineteen ninety one season. Um, two goals from Mister David Hurst that day were gave us a two one win. To be fair, we've not played him that many times. To be honest, uh, since then, um, which is surprising. I thought it would be. Thought it would be more, but um, obviously it's, it's a must-win on 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 Saturday. Gem, do you, do you go into the Saturday's game with ultimate confidence after after last night? Uh, from a footballing point of view, yes. But you just reminded me the last time I saw us play Portsmouth. Well, I saw them at Portsmouth away this year, but the time before that was they were due to get promoted. And we had nothing to play for, penultimate game of the season. We're 1-0 down. Announcer comes over the tannoy, please can all the fans stay off the pitch. Players are going to come round after the game to do a lap of honour, to thank you for being promoted, blah, blah, blah. What do we do? We go and score two goals and, you know, where's your effing party gone? You know, come <laughs> And and I'm just I've got I've got a really bad feeling that they're gonna try and do the same to us. That was was but, that was that Michael Reddy that scored yeah, that yeah. second goal, yeah. Can remember that I, one? That is years ago. That is years that was ago. That, but, yellow, that was that yellow chupa chups kit, weren't it? The yellow and the it. white the light blue shorts. That's it. Yeah, but that saying one. that, saying that, that was a long time ago. So I think us at home, we've been absolutely phenomenal all season. I've just checked on the website. The tickets have sold out completely now. Yeah, they have, yeah. Um, and there were about six left when I looked just before the pod started. And, yeah, it's all gone now. So, I mean, I just I can't see us doing anything but winning. I don't know how we're going to do it. We're probably you know, going to take steps backwards before we go forwards, but I think we're going to win. Do you know what, Gem, though? I'm a little bit, a little bit worried just because, mm-hmm. of, because of George Hurst. Yeah. Oh, I'll he's be honest with you. He's going to score 100%. I think, listen, I'm I'm nervous, especially after... they Did they play yesterday? Or... Yeah, they beat Wigan 3-2, yeah. And he scored two, I think, didn't he? Yeah, that's yeah. right, yeah. Yeah, you see, so... And, and let's be honest, he's going to be right up for yeah, it. Yeah, but look, Gregory scored three, so there yeah. you go. Oh, no, definitely. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Go, listen, Giles, it's going to be a great game. We've talked... Well, quite a lot of people talk about you know, the squad and what have you, it's championship quality and what have you. 
He's, he's on, I've nearly said tomorrow then, I'm getting ahead of myself. He's Saturday, the fact that it's going to be a packed out Hillsborough. Is this where the, the championship quality side kind of shines through, do you think? Because of, you know, uh, the, the potentially, fact- I, I just think it's this is when you see, you know, big characters. This is when big players turn up yeah. for me. It's a big game. I'm expecting Bannon to, to turn up. I'm expecting Gregory to turn up. I'm expecting Hutchie to turn up. You know, I'm expecting the big players to uh, to come through this game and lead the team, really, to, to victory. Yeah. Yeah, Magic. Liam, I'm going to come to you, mate, as well. Uh, go on. Um, Saturday. Well, what's your, name? what's your said... names like, Liam? I'm all right at the moment. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, when, it's Wednesday case, night uh... and, not, and not Friday night. <laughs> well, I asked, did I say my prediction or did I just say it to you? Uh, I can't Sunday. remember. Say it again, Liam. 3 1, three, one Wednesday, George has to score for them. That's the. Yeah. That's my prediction. Um, I said it before the Wickham game, so <laughs> to my mate. So, do you expect any changes, um, Liam? Obviously, uh, you know, Patterson started, Palmer. I think, you know what? I think Brenda's line might start instead of Johnson. You reckon? Well, I don't, I don't know if that's what I'd. I don't know if that's what I'd do, but I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. What would you? Personally. What would you do though, Liam? Like, I mean, for me. I think Harley Dean's probably going to start, um, just based on what he's been what he's been saying. Um, surely he's got to be, you know, the fact that he were on the bench on Saturday. Obviously, it would it would it wasn't even in the squad um, against Fleetwood. But for me, I think that um, you know, I think Harley Dean's story and and Hutch, I, I'd get yeah, solid. I'd probably I would probably just stick with. I mean, does Windass start? Do we start Windass instead of because? Because to be fair, Berahino, <laughs> no, he's not been firing as even though we've been trying to, um, trying to you know, I don't want to say shoe him in the side, but trying to will him on just just maybe you know just to cement the him getting me his name on the back of my shirt kind of thing, but you know making that worthwhile. But you know maybe does Windass start and uh, alongside alongside Gregory? I, I don't know. It's it's certainly um, well certainly I don't sure. know. What I, what I just wanted to say was, and I know I, I came in and people were talking about the Patterson Palmer thing. And I don't know if it's been said, and if it has, I apologise because, like I say, I think my niece's uh, birthday, so sell <laughs> I was out, sell out. <laughs> But all I wanted to say was, and I, like I, say, I don't know what's been said, but obviously Palmer's played thirty-eight games, whatever it is. Pato, whatever you just said, with twelve sub appearances. I just think people got to remember in that tough period. They played here, there, and everywhere, and we wouldn't be in the position we're in now without them doing what they've done. And that's why I got so annoyed. If if Windass scores in every game to the playoff final, if we get there, he'll have got us up. But we wouldn't have been in that position before Story and Dean came in without those players. So yeah, that's so what that's, I want to a, get across. Yeah, that's a point. That's uh, that, a it's point proper. Well it, you know, it's wound me up. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. And I've been, th- I've been thinking about it all day and I just thought, you know what? When you think about it in more more depth, they probably don't get the praise what what they deserve. So that was my that was that I was just, one of my points. Liam, sorry, I just wanted to ask you a quick question. And, Go on. and James and Jem, yeah. So I've seen the goals, and you know that I have a little bee in my bonnet about <laughs> Peacock Barrel. <laughs> people are probably, probably going to say, oh, never, and never, I don't want to leave on a negative, right? But, <laughs> but, but you do you think, 
that Peacock Farrell could have done better with the first goal. Yes. Yes. He could have, right? There's a lot of fans saying that. I didn't want to start saying that and fans say, oh, leave him alone, leave him alone. Because I was looking at it again and I thought, I think it was poor, honestly. I think, well, I think obviously Story, Story lost the ball, it came across, it got blocked and then Story ran back across and he was kind of, I think he was blocking him a little bit, but it did seem to go underneath him, but... Well, it just looked like a bit you know, of a weak I think, hand. I think he's been, since whenever it was, I think he's been he's been all right, so... No, no, yes, yes. Listen, I, I'm, I'm not trying to slate I'm not trying to say that he should come out of the team or nothing, but I just wanted to see what, what people thought about that first goal if it was just me, because, you know, sometimes we uh, we agree to disagree on things, <laughs> don't we? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. When he, when he hit it and he, like, dove to make the save, I thought he'd got it, to be honest, like the way... Do you know what I mean? It looked like he was going to get. It looked like he was going to get there. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, I think, yeah, there has been one. One thing I look at is the fact that he's, there's been two shots on target, and both have gone in. It's it's just like I don't think he's made a save in the whole in the whole game. To be fair, which is just a bit. You look at it and think as a goalkeeper, maybe you're going to be a little bit a little bit disappointed in that. Um, just conscious of time as well, I'm going to wrap it up uh, in a second. I'm just going to go around the around the room there. Obviously, you've got Ben, um, Callum and Aaron as well. So, Ben, I'll come to you first, mate. So, Portsmouth on Saturday, what's uh, what's your gut feeling? How's it going to play out? Uh, we should win. I think we'll win. Well, we're brilliant at home, Matt. Let's be right. Lost twice, um, that's it. That's all we've done, yeah. Yeah, I think we'll win. Yeah, I'll win for a big win. Maybe 3-4-0. Uh, I'm not bothered Bold. about George Hurst. Everyone's bothered about him. George Hurst is garbage. I mean, he couldn't <laughs> even get a game for Robin, could he? That is going to come back and bite me on the arse, isn't it? Bitch? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was say. Please don't say that. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I'll take it back. But no, there's no to worry about it. We should win. I think we will. We've got a big crowd behind him. But yeah, no, we're 3-4-0 for me, lads. Great stuff, uh, Callum. What, what about you? As as Saturday gonna uh, gonna pan out? Is it gonna be a, a nerve wracker or is it gonna be wrapped up it by half time? Oh, hundred percent. It's gonna be a nerve wracker. Um, my goal prediction: two one, two one to Wednesday. Uh, probably a we'll score first, then they'll equalise, and then we'll do what Windass did with NK Dons and scoring stoppage time, and then the whole Hillsborough ground will erupt. Fingers crossed, Aaron. Go on, then just fin- just finish off then, mate. Um, Saturday, I'm going to go for 3-1 Wednesday. I'm, I'm going to go Gregory Attrick again. And I think George Hurst will come back and bite us. I think he'll score. Great stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm going to uh, gonna wrap it up there. Obviously, a massive thanks to everyone that's been uh, being listeners uh, to us throughout the season. Really do appreciate it. I hope you've been enjoying the content that we've been giving you as well. Obviously, a huge thanks to everyone that's got involved this evening. Giles and Jem, cheers for, uh, for taking over um, for that short time as well um, I'm sure you've done a stellar job obviously um, thanks for stepping in as well Gem seeing as though uh, Liam sold me out earlier on so uh, yeah do, do appreciate that uh, if you have enjoyed everything then make sure you subscribe to us uh, in your favourite podcast app um, whilst you're there give us a rating and a review as well and obviously don't forget to check out Patreon as well patreon.com forward slash WTID pod uh, and only do you help support the podcast and enable us to do what we do but you can also access all the interviews with former players weekly prize draw access to members WhatsApp group that we've referenced a few times in this podcast which got a bit heated in the last couple of days let's say um 
and yeah, thank just thank you very much. Obviously, we've got Oppo's view on Friday morning for you to listen to. We speak to the Portsmouth uh, podcast ahead of Saturday's game. Um, and before I finish, just don't forget your inflatables on Saturday. Um, we'll see you then. Thank you very much, and uh, have a good evening. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.